Blog Talk Radio. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Welcome to Wine Talk for today, Wednesday, March 3rd, 2010. It's 7 p.m. Eastern, and I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from sunny Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. As you know, I'll take calls anytime during the show at 1-646-381-4860 or email me your questions at info at stewthewineguru.com. Or you can go into my chat room here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts or ask me any questions you like. I want to say thanks to all of the listeners out there for getting the word out about my show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. I call that the Power of the People meets the power of the Internet. If you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find the websites, videos, articles, and shows I'm currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo and The Examiner, so look for those as well. I've also made a Wine 101 video series that can be viewed on both YouTube, my website, and many other Internet portals, so that when you do your do the Wine Guru search on Google, you'll find the other places to be able to view the videos. Tonight is going to be a bit different. I will be changing the format because I have a very special guest on the show tonight, and I want to dedicate the full hour to him. I have the pleasure of knowing a great wine producer and entrepreneur in Chile. His name is Max Morales. He's the CEO of Andes Wines. He lives in Concepcion, Chile, and was in the recent earthquake that occurred there. Now, luckily, he and his family are okay. He just got back power and has agreed to be on as a guest tonight to discuss the situation going on in Chile right now. He will also update us on the condition of the wine industry in Chile as it stands. Of course, the number to call in is 1-646-381-4860, or you can send your email questions to info at stewthewineguru.com. Or again, as I mentioned before, you can ask all your questions of Max or myself by going into the chat room. I will check it periodically live during the show and get the answers for you. Now, let me make sure that everyone listening knows Max's website and can go there for more information about his company and uh, the about questions about the earthquake and such. The website is www.andes, A-N-D-E-S, wines, one word, dot com. Max's site is the only bilingual wine site in Chile. So without further ado, I want to welcome to the show Max Morales. One moment. Let me get him on here for us. Hello? Max? Yes. Can you hear me? I can, and my listeners can as well. How are you doing first and foremost tonight? Well, it's uh, four days after the earthquake. Uh, now the electricity just arrived to our house. And uh, actually the coast uh, and most of the major cities in the Biobio region are destroyed. Uh, looks like a war, uh, buildings down, um, 
a lot of desperation, a lot of militars now took over the cities to to put uh, things in order. Uh, we we are getting a lot of uh, international help, and seems like everything is going back to normal. But uh, uh, we are okay. But uh, the coast is totally destroyed. Give me an idea. I mean, let's just take it back for a second, if you don't mind. Uh, you know, we see a lot as listeners being outside of Chile. Uh, I'll say the U.S. and the surrounding countries. Um, but you know, having a you know kind of eyes and ears and someone who went through it, just take us through. I mean, I know that uh, Chile has had earthquakes before. Well, uh, Chile has been earthquakes, and this must be the third time that we we have a, a major catastrophe like this. Uh, we had one in the in 60s, 84, 85, also 1985. Uh, in the 60s was the biggest earthquake in the history of the world, and a 9.5. Now we had a 8.8, and in the 20s too. So, and the 1835 also. So we are like uh, like in somehow California, the same geography, but definitely we've been hit, uh, having more catastrophes like anybody any any place in the world right now you now I, I would take it that the 80, 1985 uh, earthquake you may have experienced yourself being probably a younger lad during that time um, you, you know can you make any comparisons can you tell me what uh, the differences were um, where it was in comparison well in that time we, uh, we didn't have a tsunami uh, here we have at least five tsunamis at the same time in Four in three different regions. We have to think that this this uh, opportunity we had at least a thousand kilometers affected uh, instantaneously in a tsunami. Uh, the big problem with this in the past in 1985 we didn't have a tsunami because we were in the Central Valley and in the north part of Chile in the in the land. Here the problem gets complicated because we have an earthquake in the near Kopkekura, near Biobio region. Then this creates a big wave that started to move towards the east and west. So we got affected uh, Robinson Crusoe Island that uh, was all flooded. Uh, people had about 20 minutes to run from the first moment of the earthquake. And in the coast, uh, most of the cities uh, near the coast from, I would say, Constitución until uh, Tirúa, which is in the Bio Bio region, were destroyed with a big wave of 10 to 20 meters high. Wow. I was going to ask if you would, and again, um, pardon the ignorance of myself as far as geographically, can you just give us an idea of Chile, uh, the way it's laid out? Again, I, I know we see things on, on the television and all, but you know, bear in mind, being on the radio at the moment, could you just maybe kind of give us an idea between Concepcion, Constitución, and, uh, and Bio Bio, and the, all the surrounding areas that were affected, and then, of course, the areas that weren't, kind of the layout. Yeah, Chile, Chile from north to south, it's about uh, four, almost 5,000 kilometers long. Santiago, uh, it's right in the middle. Uh, this uh, earthquake... Uh, you could you couldn't feel it in Santiago about six point degrees six point far, um, um, Richter scale. Uh, then 500 kilometers south, 550, you have Concepcion. Right in the middle, you have Constitución, about 300 kilometers from Santiago. Uh, then you go southern, uh, two more 200 more kilometers, you get about to Temuco in Central Valley south. So let's say about 700 kilometers over two, I mean, 1,000 kilometers in total were affected, a little bit north of Santiago. Now we are seeing a lot of uh, problems in near Viña del Mar, Valparaíso, two bu uh, buildings that are collapsing. Uh, but of course, in the Bio region, we're, we're the epicenter. So. Now, explain something to me. I was, you know, the, the news was coming out that um, some of the newer buildings weren't as hard, you know, weren't affected as, uh, as uh, extensively. Could you maybe talk on that and just tell us exactly what, um, you know, what the extent of the damage is? 
Well, the the most uh, weirdest thing happened because uh, most of the affected buildings or collapsing uh, building collapsed buildings were the new ones. Uh, that it's in Concepcion, we already have 17 buildings that they are close to collapse. One just collapsed one minute after the earthquake. Uh, totally well, fall down to the uh, to to the river, all close to the, the river, got broken in two parts. Then the rest of the buildings are uh, squashed down, like one one sta one floor from the other went down a little bit, or they are definitely open with a big uh, uh, line, you know, just broke, got broke. Uh, Concepcion, the last. Five years, I would say, six years started a big boom of real estate, building new new buildings, and I would say five of them are totally destroyed. The off the main office building that was inaugurated uh, six months ago, uh, now is collapsing in the city and it's going down, and it's going to be, uh, I guess, bomb exploded uh, next week because it's. Uh, Three or four blocks around that building is a I mean closed, so all the people is uh, they took the people out of that area. So the major problem now is the big lo uh, a big problem with the companies, real estate company, construction building companies, that they don't know what they're going to do with the money the people they invest. Uh, I have here next to me a friend that just lost uh, her apartment. She doesn't want to go back, of course. She left their houses, they, their things inside, and many people are uh, like that. They they just moved to friend's house. Uh, I have a cousin that just lost uh, a five-year apartment, and they are they study here in the city, and they have to move. So it's uh, devastating. What is the mood? I know, I know that seems to be something that I, I you know, what we see here in the states, uh, and again in the surrounding countries. Of course, unfortunately, the, the the bad aspects of it, the looting and things of that nature. But tell me what's what you know from what you see when you look out uh, of the people in the surrounding areas and and what is happening and how they're trying to get their lives back together and so forth. Uh, sorry, I didn't. I was I didn't, saying I couldn't listen. Can you here in the states, here in the states, and uh, on the news, what they're showing yes. is the unfortunate end of. Uh, the, an earthquake, post an earthquake, where there's looting going on and, and people unfortunately having to steal. They are also showing, you know, of course, some sort of help, the help that can be given by the people who were also devastated by the earthquake. So, there is, so I wanted to find out, when you look out your door and you walk out your door, what are you seeing? What is the mood of the people? And, and, and how, do you do, how do you see some of the rebuilding going on, if, if any, at the moment? Well, there's a lot of realities, different realities uh, according to where your house was or where you were living. And somehow, uh, for example, downtown of Concepcion, uh, it's a complete mess. Uh, all buildings are collapsed. Then you have uh, people protecting their houses with uh, big things to because they, we had a lot of robbery. Just after the earthquake, people start to rob supermarkets. We started getting robs from uh, uh, stores, and the government took about three days to send the militaries to take over the cities. Because any country, when you have a catastrophe, the only way to do it is to get militaries to take over the city. Uh, right now, uh, their entire neighborhoods that they are fine, they don't have any any damage, but they don't have water or light. Electricity. My neighbor just got electricity five hours ago after three days with no electricity. And in the coast, it's totally devastated with no houses, no nothing. And people is on the hills watching their houses destroyed, waiting for help. Right now, International Health has been taking, sending food. Uh, we have a peloton next uh, Saturday on television. Uh, the, we have 150 trucks with food coming from Santiago, but it's never enough because you have at least uh, five major cities like Talca, Curicó, Concepcion, uh, Dichato, and uh, Pingueral, which is a, a resort area that was destroyed too. So it's not enough. It's, not, it's never going to be enough, and we need as much help as we can, actually. 
give me give my listeners an idea of the cities that you just mentioned um, in uh, respect to let's just say somewhere in the states, uh, you know, the amount of cities that it would make up, or the amount of people that that would make up. Um, can you rephrase, please? Sure. In other words, you mentioned there were about five cities that were affected. Right. And where people were, you know, out of electricity, of course, their buildings were affected by the earthquake, and then the food aspect of it, getting food and, 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 uh, and, and things in to help them out. So my question was, since my listeners um, want to get a, a picture, a mental picture or a visual of that, what what would how would that relate to cities like in 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 California or states and you know cities in major states here in in the, okay. in, in the United States? In other words, how much does that make up? How many people? How many cities? Okay, uh, for example, Chile has 16 million people. Concepcion right. holds about 800,000 inhabitants, but the whole region right. it's about uh, 1.5 million uh, right. people. Uh, the region of Bio Bio is the second largest area after Santiago. Uh, we have a lot of ports, uh, fishery industry, a lot of uh, paper mill factories. Uh, everything now is, is collapsed. We don't have any fisheries in the region. We don't have any uh, industrial activities. We have a lot of petroleum uh, companies to, to process. Yes, to process the oil. We don't have that at least two, two more months. Paper mill factories stopped for two months, so the activity in, toll, in the whole region is going to be stopped. Right. Yeah. You know, that was what I was trying to get at. You know, un unfortunately, it's almost like a, a, a myopic view that we have here in, in, in the States in that um, in not knowing, understanding the and the impact of that on commerce in Chile. Um, you know, once you put it in, in, in terms of, let's say, um, you know, half of or as far as the amount of people or the amount of cities it's affected by it would be you know let's say you know from this point to this point you know that's what you're trying to give a kind of a um, a verbal um, right. diagram if you will of what what has been well, impacted and what has been affected you see what I'm saying um, the other yeah, question depending well, depending on the on the, of the development of the city, we talk about three major cities. Uh, those three major cities, I would say, is Concepcion, the second largest, then Talca, which is the third largest, and then I would say Constitución, for example. The biggest one, Concepcion, uh, it's uh, I would say 80% or 50% destroyed. Uh, we have uh, old buildings that they are down. Then you have Constitución, which is 100% down. Uh, Talca, I would say 50% down because it's a very, very old city, and all the adobe constructions are down in the countryside. We have uh, major devastation in the, in the coast and near the coast, in the old areas from Constitución, Santa Cruz, the premier area where Elsa, for example, it's totally destroyed in the, in the town with the old constructions. Uh, some reports of, for example, Montes Winery, it's, uh, it's a mess in Apalta. Uh, wineries that are totally destroyed near San Fernando also are, the, the, the cellars are down. Uh, we have a lot of um, damage in all these cities, but I would say from 50 up to 100%. You know, and that and that that was the other thing I was going to ask you about, kind of dovetailing into uh, the wine industry, which you're a part of, a very big part of. As I mentioned earlier, and I'm going to mention this again to my listeners, the website that uh, Max has for his company is Andes Wines. It's www.andeswines.com. Andeswines.com. And again, Max's site is the only bilingual wine site in Chile. So again, uh, for people that are interested in, in the wine industry who are listening in here and want to know what's happening with the or the fate of the Chilean wine industry, 
Uh, Max is definitely the person who can give that answer and, and go into detail as to what's going on and what's been transpiring. Um, now, Max had given me some information prior to the show, of which I want to go into as well, um, about the, uh, the loss of, um, you know, the total loss of wine and what impact that actually has. It actually is a good thing, although I know, I know that, that, that sounds contradictory, it actually is good in that it wasn't as bad as they had expected or anticipated. So, Max, if you want to touch on, upon that a little bit and explain to my listeners um, about the Chilean wines and the vineyards and what was affected, what was not, and uh, what they foresee sure. moving forward. Well, we have to think that we are just starting the harvest process. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're getting uh, Sauvignon Blanc. We start getting uh, our, um, several varieties that until June we we have different cli- type of climates. So, considering right. that considering that situation, we don't have electricity in me- most of the wine regions of Curicó, Maule, and Biobío. There's no electricity. We just get in electricity in urban areas like big cities. Uh, right now, we have uh, official uh, data of uh, 125 million liters, including bulk, bottled, and aging wine, uh, wasted on the floor because the the, cellar, the cellars are destroyed and the tanks went down. Uh, this is about 250 million dollars in loss, which represents a loss of. 12.5 co- uh, when it's compared to 2009 vintage. It's about it's a lot of money and, and wine. Uh, that's the that's the main problem. The the cellars collapsed. We don't have uh, enough tanks to get the grapes into the vinification process. In Colchagua uh, Valley, that uh, they lost uh, almost 100% of the wine of of the reception area. Uh, so the price of the grapes right now is uh, it's a mystery because uh, of course it's going to go up, but I don't know if this is because of the uh, they don't have enough space to to put the grape to vinificate or because it's going to be a lot of grapes that they're not going to be picked up. Uh, we don't know if we're going to have workers uh, next week uh, because most of the people are in the countryside with the problems in their houses. And uh, the main problem now is to wait the electricity to have the pumps working and everything. Right. So have they gone through and surveyed the vineyards uh, extensively so that they have an idea of... Okay, so so has the government and or the Chilean um, wine industry, uh, yeah. the, um, uh, the... I think you had said to me about uh, the President um, Eduardo Silva... Right. Has he gone through? Well, and, and, well, and Rene and Marino has Rene Marino and and Eduardo Silva gone through um, Santiago and and all the regions of Chile that are wine producers well, and looked at the vineyards to to be able to assess the damage and what they, how how quickly they think they'll be able to get things running again. Well, the problem with this is that it, this was Saturday uh, evening, very early in Saturday morning. So a lot of people were on the vacations. So right just on Monday, uh, our president of the association and the main body of wines of Chile started to call the wineries to see their uh, their situation. Right now, the, the association just made a public declaration about how much is an approximate uh, damage, but they say also that they don't know the real situation in many valleys. I collect some information valleys that I could comment. For example, uh, somehow Colchagua was one of the most affected areas uh, because also it's one of the oldest uh, two. Uh, most of the problems they have, there were barrels uh, falling down from their from the holding pros, holding things and went down and the wine just uh, collapsed. Um, we have a lot of uh, problems. Of, for example, one winery is only it's about 300 barrels just smashed down because of the winery collapsed, uh, 100,000 liters gone. So depending on the size of the winery and how big the winery was and how old the winery was, you could expect more uh, devastation. 
Um, the main concern right now is that they don't have to start pumping the, the, the grapes or crushing the grapes. Um, there are some wineries that have 20% of loss until 100% loss. So right now, nobody can say the real uh, with this. It's going to be a while for that to, to, to find that out and, and really give an, a good estimate or an accurate estimate of the damages of the infrastructure as well as the uh, the total devastation that has been you know that has occurred to the wineries and the vineyards. Um, I'm I'm taking it as as long as it takes for them to do the same for the real estate. It's probably going to take as long for the vineyards because then, like you said, if once they do restore electricity and they get that going, then of course, um, what is working, what in what uh, equipment is working and what isn't, what needs to be replaced. And then, of course, you know, um, I, I take it that, as you were saying about harvest, you know, the grapes need to have a certain period of time before they, they have to be picked and they have to be processed. And if they're not within that period of time, um, that affects the overall taste of the wine as well, correct? Yeah. Uh, all the things you said and maybe much more. Uh, right. Uh, right, now, right now, for example, in some areas, uh, People don't know if they're going to have enough harvest workers for for this for the first white stuff because most of them have families and they are in the coast. For example, we don't know the situation in San Antonio. Many of the workers come from the coastal areas and uh, that right. that area that was not affected. But uh, some people brought they were brought from Pichilemu, which was destroyed. A lot of people were from Constitution was destroyed. So really, next I would say in five more days, we'll have a, a better picture of the situation in the wine industry. Sure. Now, I have a call that's come through here. Uh, we're going to take for you, Max. Uh, let's just see who it is and where they're calling from. One moment. Okay. Hi, caller. Uh, what is your name and where are you calling from? Yes, my name is Alex. I'm calling from Toronto. Canada. Toronto, how are you? Uh, great to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, what is your question yeah. for, for Max in Chile? <clears throat> yes, my question is this. I know that uh, so, uh, for, uh, like anybody in the world for what happened, and uh, I know that maybe it's too early to have an idea, but uh, what, uh, uh, what is the common feeling about uh, when Chile will be able to get back at a other work production he has used to have, which is the, the time frame that, generally speaking, people in the business expect that they would be able to get back. When we're going to go back to, I didn't get the, the picture. Yeah, I think you, what you were saying was, Max, was when do, what is the feeling, the general feeling uh, amongst the um, the winemakers and the vineyards and all, I think we were just starting to discuss it a little bit, but we didn't get, get into detail yet, as to when they think, a, a general idea as to when they think they'll be back on their feet and, and, you know, producing wine as they did prior. Well, Chile has a history on earthquakes. Most of my friends are winemakers, and I just talked to them a few minutes ago, one, one of them, and he he's just eager for starting the harvest. Everybody's eager to start the harvest. Most of the wine industry somehow is in the Central Valley. Uh, the problem there is that the the cellars fall down, but uh, the the vineyards are okay. We don't we don't have much reports of of vineyard loss. So based on that, uh, they they just uh, the reds. We have enough time to recover. But now the main concern is whites. Uh, in the white, uh, in the white uh, uh, wines right now, uh, all the winemakers are uh, collect. I mean, trying to get people for harvest the grapes. The only problem, again, we don't have electricity, so they don't know how they're gonna crush the the grapes. So most of them are getting uh, this machinery to make electricity, so they can they can start the harvest. Uh, in, in a, 10 more days they're going to have electricity so the main concern now is to get the pumps and get this, the crash pad uh, working then uh, I would say none of them is uh, overwhelmed I mean all of them are overwhelmed but they just want to start as soon as possible 
they try they are trying to get back to normality as they can but first before that uh they need to to see the real st uh, status of their seller um most of them know that they have problems with the tanks that uh fall down so they are now just calculate they are calculating how much grade they can uh receive that's the main concern right now oh, okay <clears throat> thank you very much so everybody wish the and uh, I'm sure that also the government will be able to help in the best way they can. Thank you. Thank you very much for your call, Alex. I appreciate that. Thanks. And I'm sure Alex appreciates that. And uh, call in any time. And hopefully we have I will. That, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get things going in, in Chile and, and the wine industry will turn around very, very quickly. Thanks for your call. Okay. Thank um, you very much. Bye-bye. Yes. So what I was going what? to ask was, um, I have a, a question from, a very good question actually, from um, Kim in our uh, chat room here. And what her question is, is, okay, so, you know, now that the earthquake obviously has affected, um, you know, the, the vineyards per se, how, what impact will that have on, let's say, the wines that already have been bottled for purchase and then, also, you know, ready for to be shipped out? And then also, what about the, the cost of, the wines that are already, you know, in the marketplace. Right. Well, um, right now the highways and all the roads to the ports are okay. We don't have uh, damage in the central region near Valparaíso and San Antonio, where the ships go out to to to. Um, yeah, that process of selling the wine, I don't think it's going to have problems because we have enough wine to sell from the prior uh, uh, harvest. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be affected. This, maybe the wineries are going to be a little bit slow to to release the whites because, of course, uh, in the next couple of months, we have about six to seven months to uh, to do that. But uh, the prior harvest, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Uh, official reports say that uh, all the highways and ports are okay to to deliver the wine, so we wouldn't have a problem with that. Well, that's yeah, you know, that's that's great news to hear because this way, you know, naturally, all the markets that Argent that Chilean wines are in, um, you know, there, I'm sure there'd be a concern that someone who already has, you know, uh, purchased wines would now expect some sort of um, uptick or a hike of the prices to make up for um, the issues that are currently affecting the vineyards and the wineries. In other words, they want to, you know, they want to make up whatever losses that they have of, of the current vintages that have been, um, you know, produced. So that's good news to know that, that that probably won't happen because of the fact that, you know, since the ports are open uh, and, you know, they'll be able to ship out uh, the wines, they can get them to the wines and the, and the roads are open. That, that will be, um, you know, that's good news. Um, the other yes. thing I wanted you to, to also, if you would, touch upon, you know, um, Max, you have, a, you know, you're part of the tourism that goes on in uh, Chile. Uh, you have a part in that, in that your company uh, deals with a variety of different companies that uh, represent the tourism in Chile. So maybe you want to talk to my uh, listeners and give them an idea as to the impact of that. I mean, in other words, people who would initially go out to uh, Chile, wine country, things of that nature, um, for other reasons, of course, the, the, the weather is fantastic there, you know, usually year-round. Give, give them just an idea of what impact that is, has and what you expect to have on, on tourism. Well, the main, the main challenge now is to transmit to, to the whole world that Chile is going to go forward and it's going to move fast. Uh, main, the main touristic destination like Torres del Paine, San Pedro Atacama, even the coast in the north, it's okay. We don't have problems in there. Easter Island, we don't have reports now, but uh, according to what some people say, it's okay. The main problem is in certain points that, of course, it's not recommended, it's not recommended to go to Concepcion right now, but Bio Bio Valley itself, it's okay. The vineyards are fine. Uh, all the vineyards in Bio Bio, uh, they were brand new somehow, so they were not as, as affected as in other regions. 
the airport uh, situation, uh, according to to the main airlines, are going back to normal from from today. We are getting some arrivals from from Paulo, Buenos Aires, from New York. Uh, of course, there are some uh, priorities rather than just just tourism. But uh, I just, for example, work for National Geographic cruise ships, and they are traveling around Antarctica right now. There's no problems in the south. Um, uh, the airlines will sell tickets uh, next week to go back to Chile as soon as possible. Santiago is, is not damaged. It's okay. Uh, the, only the, the airport building is a little bit affected, but uh, the landing area is okay. Um, I would say uh, every day we go, go by, it's going to be better. But our main challenge now is uh, these five or 700 kilometers in the coast that the people need food, they need water, uh, things like that. Right. And, and, and the key thing that we want to get out to everybody is that, you know, within whatever way that they can, um, you know, get the word out about it, like we're trying to do that here. It's very important uh, that an awareness level has risen and that we, you right. know, we raise the awareness level of what is going on with Chile and also to let them know, in addition, that uh, the help that they're getting is, is good, but they'll, of course, need more help, and that, uh, that they, they will turn it around. Uh, the buildings will get you know, um, you know, cleaned up, and, uh, and construction will go on, and business and commerce will go on, and, and that will continue. So it's very, very important that uh, everyone out there yeah. is aware of that. Well, one of the most important things, before the earthquake, uh, uh, as, as a company, we were developing an attraction program of investments. Right now, that process is uh, going faster. Uh, real estate, we have to think that we have going to have a new president next week. And all the process that is coming the next couple of months is to attract in all the areas you can imagine. If before this earthquake was millions of dollars coming, now it's going to be more because Chile represents an opportunity to, if let's say, the wine industry. Chile is the only country in the world that can uh, offer a variety of climates, soils, and variety of uh, terroirs in the world. There's no other place that can grow as been doing the Chilean industry, wine industry. Even with the last crisis, uh, economic crisis, Chile just starting to sell more. Maybe the price went down a little bit now, but now with the with the this earthquake, what's going to happen is going to be more concentration. Uh, they're going to be optimizing the cost. They're going to be doing marketing strategy to, to say, you know what, we just uh, fall down, but we're going to go forward. We're going to keep traveling, trying to sell our wine. And uh, my challenge as a company is to spread the word out that uh, we are, we are going to make it. We're going to invite investors to Chile to industry, uh, new, uh, new sellers. Uh, the vineyards are fine. And uh, that's the challenge to to tell everybody that it's, it's working and every day we have one more uh, op optimistic thing happening in every single aspect of our lives. Well, that, that's very important. I'm really glad that you said that. And if you would, I, I want to make sure that there's anything that you want to get out there in addition to that. Is, are there any other uh, projects or things that you're, that, that you're working on at the moment? In fact, let me just again give a chance to get out your uh, website. Again, www.andeswines.com. Uh, make sure you go there. Again, Max's site, as I mentioned earlier, is the only bilingual wine site in Chile. So that's real important. For everybody that's English-speaking, uh, you don't have to be intimidated by going to it. And, and, and you know, because a lot of times in the States and in the English-speaking countries, uh, you know, you go to a wine site or you go to a, you know, a site and, and unfortunately they don't have the translation. So, you, you know, as much as you want to find out the information, you don't have that uh, capability. And, and uh, you touch upon that and you address that, which is very, very important for commerce all the way around and to get the word out about Chile uh, and your company and uh, the tourism and the wines and so forth. So um, it looks as if I have another caller here. I want to grab, uh, and we'll see who, where they're calling from and who they are. One second. 
Hi, caller. What is your name and where are you calling from? Hi, Stu. It's Kimberly. Hey, I'm in Kimberly. Philly. How are you? I'm in Philly for now, headed to Florida. Okay. <laughs> yes. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Yes, and, yeah. and you know, we. I just want to give um, Max a little heads up on uh, you calling in. Max, okay. while you and I were talking, I have, you know, a, uh, a um, chat room. I think you may see that on the show page. And in the, ch- uh, in the chat room, Kim is in there and I've had other people that have come in and out over the course of uh, our conversation. But what she did mention was is that when she had taught wine for a while in, I guess, it, was it in Philly? Yes, yes, right here okay. in Philly. And in, yes, and in doing so, she said that she had used the Andes wines yes. um, for classes. So I wanted, I asked her to give you a call. I wanted her to call in to talk with you, let you know that. That's really important because look at the impact you immediately have. Oh. You know, you have... You know, you have wines there in, uh, in uh, Philadelphia, and they're using them for classes. And go ahead, Kim, I'm going to let you talk. Oh, thank you so much, Stu. But, yes, I was so excited to actually uh, see Max on the show. And um, and then when I found out that it was on days, I was like, oh, my gosh, because we, uh, when I taught for the Philadelphia Wine School, we used your wines often. And I'm going to tell you the impact was that, I would use them a lot for people who were sort of um, trying to, I guess, uh, take their palate, you know, to another level. I mean, you know what I mean, Stu, like they were, <laughs> they're learning, you know, they're enthusiasts, and they're trying to get to another level. And um, But they really enjoyed them. They, your wines are... Um, are are easy to to teach and and people actually enjoy the taste because you know here in Philly we still have a lot of people who have uh, a sort of fruit forward palate you know what I mean like they're still looking for that fruit in the wine mm-hmm. and um and with those exactly and with those wines as opposed to French wines lots of times they can still get that that familiar uh, taste that they're looking for and then still have a, a high level of wines that they can learn from so it actually had two things going for it it was um, it was high quality but also it appeal it still appealed to the taste buds of everybody from like people who were like just like 21 all the way up so that's why we use them a lot and I enjoyed them yeah. <laughs> I want. I really appreciate you you coming on and 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 mentioning that. And I wanted Max to hear that. Yeah. Um, in that, um, yeah. you know, it's made it's transcended there, and that people have uh, have used it uh, in in wine classes as well. As just of course enjoyed it um, as you know just a, as a regular wine that they they picked up. So um, there you go. There's a chance for you to talk with your the end user, the end consumer directly, which is something that I try desperately hard to accomplish here on my show <laughs> as often as possible. And, uh, you know, every once in a while it happens where, you know, you get somebody that uh, calls in and, and talks about, um, you know, the wines of the guests that I have on. So I really appreciate again, Kim, you calling Thank in. You. And, and Thank you. Thank you, Matt. And, um, and I, I, you. I, you know, Kim is also someone who uh, is a regular listener of the show and a contributor in my um, chat room, so I want to thank you again, of course, uh, for that and for doing that consistently, of which, uh, as you know, I will do so for you as well on your show. Uh, thank uh, and, you. And, uh, and, of course, anytime uh, you'd like to chime in, anytime you have any questions, by all means, don't be shy and give us a call. And, will uh, do. You know, and we'll connect you. Will do. I'm not shy. <laughs> well, thanks again. And listen, uh, you know, and I, I know next month you come down here to, to Miami, so you'll enjoy the weather. Yes, it's I am. Nice weather when you come down. Yes, I am. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you again, Kim. So much, and, and I'll be thank and I'll be headed right back to the chat room to continue listening. You got it. All thank right. You thank you. Thank you, Max. You got it. Okay. Thank you very much. That's what I wanted you to. So I thought that would be a, a very good uh, thing to to tap. And 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 again, like I said, I've had my guests on, winemakers, uh, and it's, it's nice when they get a chance to speak to somebody directly, uh, the, the end user. So going back to what we were discussing earlier, um, in that the good part of this uh, is getting out the word to everybody and being able to make sure that everybody worldwide knows that uh, Chile is going to, to overcome this 
Uh, it may take a little time, naturally, but uh, the end result will be, and the upshot will be, that the first the people will overcome and 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 come together and be able to to um, you know get through this. And then the other aspect of it is is that the real estate and the buildings and the commerce will all come back, um, you know, in due time. And then, of course, as we are mentioning here and we're talking about, very relevant, is the wine industry, which is extremely big. And, and you know, I want to give the scope of this to my listeners. You know, I talk about this all the time, and I mention a variety of different types of wine and different regions. But I've always said this, and, you know, this is a compliment to Chile in that um, the major production of, let's say, Malbec, which is take that particular grape, which is, you know, a very big grape, obviously, out of, out of Chile. Um, that is to, right now, the wine industry and the palates of uh, discriminating and very uh, distinctive uh, wine enthusiasts. What the Merlot was 15 or 20 years ago, when it first really, really became popular, and if you see, it's got legs. In that, I don't mean literal legs like in the glass, it has that, but it also has legs in the sense of that it's a long-lasting varietal that will be around forever, not unlike the, the Merlot and the Cabernet and the Chardonnay and, uh, and the Pinot Grigio and the Sauvignon Blanc. I can go on and on and on. But as you'll be able to find those consistently in your store, you'll start to see that the Malbec will be the one, in addition to all the other grapes that are, that are uh, grown in Chile, uh, it will be there forever, and it's a you know a very versatile grape and a very versatile varietal that can be drank with anything, uh, and and by itself it's just a beautiful beautiful uh, varietal. It's a great wine. Um, I just wanted to mention that because I know that a lot of people you know hear about Chilean wine, and it's, it seems like it's a term to them, but here's putting a a name and a grape and a type of wine to the region so that people uh, know that this is something that, uh, this is a region that is uh, formidable and uh, makes fantastic wines. And on top of that, let's just say probably one of the better regions to visit for uh, vacation to holiday. To go there and holiday in, in, uh, in Chile there's plenty of places, wonderful places to go and to enjoy. In fact, I was going to mention to you, if you would, if you wanted to just give uh, maybe an idea of places that you suggest to people who may never have gone to Chile or have may never have known about it, but you know now are listening to you and I, uh, might consider it. So are there places that you would recommend going to? Hello? Yes, Max. Yes. Are there places that you recommend uh, going to? Well, right now, um, yes. Right now, um, I would say in five, everything's going to be in, for example, Casablanca Valley, uh, San Antonio Valley, uh, Leida, um, Maipo Valley near Santiago. Yeah. All, this, all the wine valleys around Santiago are okay. Maybe you're going to see some damage in the cellars, but Everything is fine. Uh, if you go a little bit southern, for example, Valley, uh, then you have Aconcagua in the north. Uh, it was a little bit affected only in the old constructions, but all the vineyards are fine. Um, the wine industry itself, it's, it's uh, somehow, okay, you, got, you will see vineyards, you will see hills, you will see everything. Maybe the constructions are down, but... Um, in the next couple of weeks, everything's going to be, the roads are fine, so it's not going to be a problem. Um, people, I, the, the image of tea, yeah, like, excuse me? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get across. I want to make sure that my listeners understand that if they were considering taking a holiday, or if they were considering going to Chile, or if they had never gone, gone to Chile but wanted to, I wanted to know the places to go to that would be yeah. uh, well, a good place to stay. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, uh, somehow people know, what people know about Chile is that we are a safe country, we are very developed, and when they see the, 
this earthquake is a prediction because you see destruction, you see uh, devastation, but somehow people know that it's very located in certain spots. The main touristic destinations in Chile are fine. San Pedro de Atacama, as I told you, and Torres del Paine, the lake area are okay. Santiago, it's perfectly fine. You don't have much damage. There's almost no damage. There are some roads maybe a little bit uh, falling down, but uh, the main uh, cities to visit or touristic destination are fine. And uh, airlines will never sell you any any destination if they cannot go safely. That that's one of the things Chile it's known worldwide that we, when we offer something we can we can uh, go for it. If we cannot, we will tell you, but it will be uh, soon fixed. Uh, we have a lot of uh, investors coming to Chile next week to reconstruct the the, the country in the affected area. Uh, we are trying to coordinate as a lot of in, in, uh, in external investors in a technology, in uh, real estate. Uh, everybody's thinking about the new coastal cities. We're gonna st we are not going to stop. We're going to go forward. We're going to go for it. Um, I just wanted to tell you that we are on Twitter too, and this wines with the S, so they can send us uh, comments. Um, and then, yeah, Chile will make it. Uh, yeah. Yes. I was going to say, so I'll, I'll give out the web address again, and then if there's one that you also want them to go to, or on Twitter, or if there's anything that you uh, would like to get out there, um, by all means, please do. And I'll make sure my listeners go there. Yeah, uh, well, our site, Andes Wines, with the S at the end, with plural.com. Uh, we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook, too, as Andes Wines. Um, unfortunately, I was with uh, Internet Connection the last couple of days, and I've been uh, uh, somehow informing some press uh, internationally. Um, anybody that can contact, if uh, any questions, just email through the through maxmorales.andiswines.com uh, or Twitter. That's we're going to be here working and writing a lot about Chile. And uh, and Max, tell me, let my listeners know um, the different outlets that you have been involved with. You mentioned National Geographic. Uh, the other, let them also know some of the other um, news. Uh, you know, the, the other news uh, stations and news outlets that you're involved with. Uh, excuse me, I didn't, I, was, I didn't understand. Oh, I was saying, I, w I want you to let my listeners know, I know you mentioned earlier in the show National Geographic that you've worked with them before, um, but I wanted you to let them know also about the other news uh, sources that you and outlets that you've worked with before. Uh, for Andes and for you know uh, Chilean wine okay. and Chilean tourism. Well, uh, the last couple of eight months, eight years, we've been developing a, a good work night, uh, 15 wine countries in the world. Uh, we just uh, we are now in three languages: Portuguese, English, and Spanish. Uh, we developed several. Right now, actually, we are developing tailor-made wine tours that uh, we are getting emails from people that want to go to some uh, wine regions to see the situation. Uh, National Geographic Explorer, I'm the, I'm the only wine specialist that work with that cruise ship uh, that travels in South America. And uh, a lot of people from the States, that, uh, from Europe, from Asia, that uh, drink uh, wine from Chile now with this earthquake somehow got uh, their attention uh, more with more interest uh, with more uh, concern about our situation because they want, and right now um, through Andes Wines we're we going to try to be uh, translating most of the information we can get from from media from from winemakers to be informing uh, the advances and the, the progress of the wine industry. That's our goal right now. Excellent. And I want to let everyone know that I'll be working with, uh, with Max in making sure that the information, if there's any information that you want to get as well, go, of course, to his website, www.andeswines, with an S, 
www.ivanpeterspeaks.com. You could, I'll also have some information up on my website as well. So uh, com. Any way you can, um, I suggest if you get a chance, I'm talking to all my listeners out there worldwide, you get a chance to get to Chile and to go there and visit and check out the wineries, check out uh, just the, it's, you know, the, the beauty that is uh, Santiago and the different cities of Chile. Uh, you do it. You have to. And if you're an enthusiast for their wines, I think uh, like I've always tried to do, and I've mentioned it to my listeners um, you know, constantly, is it's always nice to get to the region and the the wine producing um, part of the wine that you're drinking. Meaning that if you're sitting there and you're sipping on an Italian wine that's a Barolo or a Malpacino, to actually go there and and try it there. Um, and there's just something about the environment. Same thing here. You want to get to you want to go to Chile and and enjoy it. Uh, the food of Chile is wonderful. I'm sure uh, if you're living in a uh, city here in the United States, uh, there's Chilean restaurants, um, you know, abundant amount of Chilean restaurants. I know down here in, in Miami and Florida, there's Chilean restaurants. You can, you know, you can throw a stone and hit one. There's, so you can always get a good, uh, good Chilean meal. So I wanted to make sure that we got all that information. I did get a, uh, an email here. If you want to grab an email, I'll just read you what it says here, Max. It says, um, hi, Stu. Uh, it, this is from Dino um, Verdi. Uh, wow, okay, so they got that, I don't know how they got that screen name, but they got it. Um, and it says, um, um, Stu, I've been listening to the show, and uh, it's really, really informative and interesting, and I appreciate that because uh, I see what's going on on television uh, with Chile, and it's very disturbing and concerning. Um, my question to Max is, um, if I wanted to get his wines, do I go to his website to get his wines? Okay, I'll, I'll let, um, and that's Vino Verdi. Well, thank you for the question, uh, and thank you for listening to the show. Um, Max, you want to give them, let them know? Yeah, well, um, I have to make something clear that uh, we are not a winery. We are Andes Wines as a wine site, but many wineries in, in Chile, even in Argentina, they put on their label Andes Wines uh, because it's a generic uh, name. Um, Definitely, uh, Argentina uh, puts Andes wines a lot in their labels. We have uh, big wineries with that. Uh, we cannot, of course, offer you wine because we're not a winery, but uh, most right. of the uh, offering of Chilean wine, it's working normal. The, the ships are going uh, normal uh, request. We have Chilean wine on the shelves in the States constantly. We're not going to have a problem with uh, suppliers. Uh, Chilean wine industry keeps exporting. You're going to find your wine, and maybe now you're going to find wines because, because of the interest. A lot of uh, people from the States, from Europe, now put attention on Chile in another way that somehow gets uh, attention. Uh, it's not the moment about talking about marketing, but somehow Chile now it's everywhere, and everybody's paying attention to wine. So... This is going to be, and, uh, it's going to affect positively in the future, the next couple of years, about uh, positioning our wine somehow. Uh, it's kind of a cruel situation, but also and, uh, we have to see it as an opportunity. Right. So try wines and ask Chilean wines because we're going to be uh, there everywhere. Well, I want to say that this is the amount of time we have for the show. Um, I want to thank Max Morales from Andes Wines for coming on and giving us all the information, the great information about the status of Chile uh, post the earthquake and uh, Andes Wines and the industry, the wine industry. I really, really appreciate that, Max, and you taking the time and uh, making sure that you got the word out about Chile that people, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back and people, you know, should definitely continue to buy the wine and buy products from Chile and so on and so forth. Um, as always, if you have any questions about the show, you can email them to info at stewthewineguru.com. You can go to my website as well at www.stewthewineguru.com. Again, Max's website is www.andeswines.com. Please go there. Check it out. It's very informative. Again, it's an English site as well, so it's only one uh, wine site in Chile that's 
uh, that has, is in English. And um, you can click on, uh, I'll have information on mine linked to his site. And that's basically it. So as I always say to my clients and my listeners out there, time to pour the wine. It's time for Stu, the wine guru. Drink up. And thank you very wine, much. Good night. Thank you, Max. Take care. Bye-bye. Be well. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.